All right, welcome to uh, an episode of um, 20 Schemes Uncut. Uh, I think this is the first time we've done one up north. That's where we are, we're up north, we're in Inverness, we're in Merkinch, and I'm with the happiest man in the north, Chris <laughs> Davidson. You're Andy. <laughs> Good to have you with us. Obviously, everyone will know Chris because you've all watched his podcast in the, in the past because you're a famous guy in the <laughs> church. Yeah, to laugh at it, yeah. <laughs> um, so just so everyone's on the same page though, where are you, what are you doing? Yeah, so we are endeavouring to plant a church in Merkinch, which is kind of just off the centre of Inverness. Mm -hmm. And it's a classic Highland uh, scheme, yeah. basically. But it's actually two schemes that have grown into each other, which is not uncommon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Merkinch and South Keswick, yeah. and it gets called the ferry. So that's where we're at. And this is the hall. This is the hall where you're doing ministry from. Yeah, this is the hall. This is the cafe, this is the sanctuary, this yeah. is everything. Extra bedroom. Extra bedroom. <laughs> toilets, I had to use the toilet More here toilets. this morning. These two <laughs> when you have mission teams over. Shower. Yeah, great. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Does everything pretty much. Yeah. So you just said uh, this is a classic Highland scheme. Yeah. So what do you mean by that? Because a lot of the podcasts we do probably in a lot of the ministry we do at the moment is down south yeah which is obviously there's things in the schemes that are general across scotland but what would be unique about yeah the northern the highlands yeah schemes? so i think that's a great question i think most of the urban schemes down south are post-war you know like kind of a uh, uh, these uh, constant areas of, uh, where people kind of gravitated to after the World War, cheap housing, and they just had been neglected over time and became tough, rough areas. This area has kind of always been in the Highlands, an area that is, well, at first it was common grazing ground, and then it became an area for like uh, travelers, uh, like, you know, up north, they would unpolitely call them tinkerers mm -hmm. or like, who would come and kind of settle in here. Uh, so it's always been a scheme since its start. Like the hall we're in was built in the 1800s as a ragged school. Yeah. So it's so a bit more... Thomas Chalmers? Uh, that was Guthrie. Guthrie who started those. Mm. So it was actually a family called the Bells who paid to get it built. And then next door was the headmaster's house. And the, and the ragged schools were schools put on for kids from deprived areas. Yeah, to try and basically basic arithmetic, reading writing skills to help them so uh, that's what this place was always kind of aimed at that because it so again a distinction would be uh, probably like less uh, kind of gang trouble more family trouble uh, less kind of like anonymity you're kind of more known yeah i would say as well one thing of the highland schemes is they're generally friendlier yeah we, find we talked about that yesterday yeah. didn't we that if you're an outsider coming into a scheme in edinburgh or glasgow from what I've experienced in my short 10 years there is that when you're an outsider, uh, people just kind of, and this was what I found, like you're driving around and people just like glare at you, mm. wondering who are you and what you're doing in my area. Like, yeah. whereas you're saying here, if I was to walk around, people would say hello at least. And yeah, yeah. Maybe give you a smile even. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and ask what you're about and mm. stuff like that, like a wee bit more engaging that way. So it's a quite a warm community, mm. even though there's a lot of trouble in it in our community but yeah i would say they're kind of distinction so longer established uh, there's still some post-war housing here yeah, of course but like yeah like many places 
Um, but I would kind of say like, there would be differences mm -hmm. in the Highlands. And this building's been, it's not been here since the 1800s, this actual building. 1844 okay. it was built, uh, according to the deeds. And it used to have like a playground at the back, but that's now flats. Yeah. And then it was uh, uh, once, I can't remember when it stopped being a school, I think it was after American School was built, um, it became a mission hall yeah. for outreach and evangelism. So I think one of the last, one of the podcasts you did just with you and Mez, obviously you talked about shutting everything down and starting again, so mm. we won't cover that now, but mm. what have been the battles since then? So obviously you shut down things, you started again, you're, you're building a bit of a core team at the moment, yeah. you're doing some cafe outreach, um, and then you were getting some momentum and then suddenly, as we all got hit, COVID. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did that decimate your ministry? Did that help your ministry? Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's a big question. So yeah, we, we closed a mission hall to plant a church, yeah. uh, which I think is a good thing. More like, you know, you're putting roots down. So when we did that, there was a, a season of transition where we kind of had let things air a wee bit and we have been in for the last two and a half years in a season of gathering a launch group or a core group, yeah. you know, some people call that. Um, and what we've been really doing with that is seeking conversions as I, I go out and evangelize, but also inviting Christians to move into our communities. Because yeah. um, we need- And you've had that, you've had a couple yeah. come away from Oxford. Yeah, all the way from <laughs> Oxford to the <laughs> Yeah, uh, we're just hoping some Scottish people might do it as well. No. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the battle for all our schemes at the moment, yeah. isn't it? We want people to move in. We're actually gonna hopefully do a 20 schemes push the next few months once I get my yeah. butt in gear. I know Pete's rolling his eyes over there because I'm supposed <laughs> to be driving it forward and writing some stuff, but we're, we're desperate for people to move into the schemes, aren't we? Cause yeah, because it creates like, so if you want to plant a church, you need people who can disciple one another and evangelize out. If it's on one person, growth will either be really slow mm -hmm. uh, or you might break that person because just like it's hard work in a scheme you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. just with the complexities of it yeah. so if you have a team of mature christians then your reach is instantly tripled doubled mm -hmm. so we've been in that season for two and a half years trying to gather people mm -hmm. and it's happened like mm -hmm. we're getting people moving in which is really encouraging and they're getting on the kind of um, ethos or the dna of the church to uh, be like evangelists, mm -hmm. missionaries, mm -hmm. even though they may, you know, come from okay. Edinburgh to here, yeah, you're yeah. still a missionary yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Uh, so we're kind of getting that into our people. So that's really encouraging. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we were building momentum and then COVID hit. Yeah. And it was a bit like um, permafrost, you know, like when frost comes <laughs> on the ground quite quickly, it didn't kill mm -hmm. the plant but it put the roots into a bit of yeah. shock, if you can yeah, say yeah. that. So the challenges we've experienced in lockdown is like guys that we knew before lockdown have either died, uh, are in jail, or been homed out of our community. Yeah. So now that we've opened up again, it's almost like a, a new group of people. There's some older contacts from the last mm. two and a half years, but a lot of gone, yeah. sadly, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So you do feel even though there's more established roots now, there's still all this new ground to kind of push out into. So in, in Edinburgh and Nidri, when COVID hit, people were still on the streets. They were all around the place. So even though our building shut, things could continue in terms of our relationships and things were just static. So what you're yeah. saying is 
when lockdown hit, did you see lots of people or did everyone go into basically a, a year hiding or they were just... Yeah, it was kind of a mixed bag, yeah. I think would be the best way to describe it. So some, uh, our scheme was like in the top kind of percentage for poor mental health. Yeah. So I think a lot of people got frightened mm. and really did retreat and paranoid. Yeah. Like everyone, you start seeing people as threats then mm. and you know, don't walk too close to me. So mm. there was an element of that. There was an element of guys who are like, oh, it's nothing, it's just yeah. propaganda. Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Didn't believe yeah. it. So they kind of lived their lives as normal. And then there was like the general populace, it was just adhering to the rules. Mm -hmm. So it was, uh, we, we shifted gear in our ministry to kind of more one-to-one -one things. Yeah. So like, can you meet me for a walk? on that remember Did that work Did that happened yeah like some guys took us up on it initially but like everything kind of faded out mm -hmm. like and you did food as well you did some food we done hot food as well uh, a project we started up to kind of help um feed people in their community so we served nearly two thousand meals over that time which you i think i remember you saying you had to put a stop to it in the end just because it was getting quite a lot yeah like there's, we're only a small team mm -hmm. there's only so much you can do and then Basically, when you're coming out of lockdown, you want to re-gear again mm. to the gospel central to heaven. It's okay serving food, like serving people is okay, yeah, but for a season, yeah, mm. for a season. And but we were actually like I always said, we're feeding people now, but we want to give them soul food. Mm -hmm. That's better food, and yeah. that's Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So we've kind of tilted maybe a bit back to what we were generally doing in the first place mm -hmm. but even when we were doing the one-to-ones the challenging thing with that was like you know I'd meet guys and they'd be like like jail's better than my flat mm -hmm. like no wi-fi in the flat no real heating the place yeah. is quite dingy not seeing their mates and everyone's locked up during yeah lockdown, like. so they're just like I'm just gonna do something to get like Six months, in. Yeah. and I'll get meal, meals a day, get Wi-Fi. I mean, what's the difference between being in prison and <laughs> being out when we were all in a prison anyway, yeah. pretty much, like, yeah. lockdown? And you're sitting there, and you're listening to them, and you're like, you can't, there's some, there's a weird logic to it, right? Yeah, like, you know, yeah. like, I actually can agree with you, yeah. you know? <laughs> but you don't... So what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's the thing, yeah, like, so you could understand the kind of, the cry for help in it and mm -hmm. stuff, so... Mm -hmm. We tried to help as best we could. That's yeah. the best way I could say it. So coming out of lockdown, obviously getting things back going, and you've already got a you've already got a scheme struggling mental health. What has mm. been the battles since coming out, working particularly with those with mental health? What are the things you you do to get alongside them? What are the things that mm. you struggle to do? What are mm. the things you've got to be wary of? Yeah. That's a big question. But yeah, what that's are, massive. Like, so I think the first thing. We've, mental health is there's there's no there's no paradigm that covers everything yeah so it's really person to person and that means you need to know them mm -hmm. and you kind of need to know when they're they're ill and when they're functioning well yeah but i would say coming out of lockdown most of the guys i know who are borderline are really ill now mm. so i would say lockdown has severely impacted their ability to function and the challenge is like don't want to get political or anything like that but in our in the Highland Council, the, the the finances are so tight. Basically, the way they assess someone is: are they safe, and can they, like, dress themselves and yeah. feed themselves? And if that's it, they're okay to be in the community. But okay. they're in a kind of not okay. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it reminds me of. Uh, yeah, I was reading something recently about uh, World War Two. Uh, you know the beach in Normandy where mm -hmm. guys got hit. There was guys who got shot 
and were still running and walking and everyone thought they were fine and they were actually dying, they were bleeding mm. out mm. and they were like called the walking wounded, mm. do you know what I mean? And sometimes I look at some guys and that's like guys in the scheme. Like walking dead. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're like, and you're just waiting for the cliff edge to where they really explode mm. and then get sections, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? So I think when we're ministering to guys, um, I think being careful with the Bible uh, because they grasp onto things, yeah. uh, especially the metaphoric language of the Bible yeah. to a really unhealthy degree. So, so give, they love Daniel. So give, <laughs> giving them a, just a, you know, a journaling Bible and just a book of Revelation might be so helpful for <laughs> yeah, them yeah. to start with anyway. Yeah, so mm. like, uh, well, I suppose that's why God had ordained pastors, mm -hmm. right? So to teach and preach the word. So uh, being like, being careful with resources, uh, being aware of when times they are ill, that they, they don't become um, a kind of spiritual black hole for you. Because in times of illness, nothing you say sticks. Yeah. So if you're having, like I've had a two and a half hour conversation at the front door of your house, that's actually kind of wasted time. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. actually best just saying to the, the guy, you know, Stephen, sorry, I can't really speak right now. And even being a wee bit rude, because they, they don't actually- Would you send people off? Would you just yeah, say- Yeah, yeah, because like there's, there's no, there's no way they're retaining what they've got a bugbear, you know what I mean? Um, so would you say maybe come back tomorrow and yeah, come and speak to me again and, and see how they're doing? See where they're at now. Yeah, uh, have, have a pause. Generally, what I find is when they're not well, and my wife will attest to this, they're at the door like every hour because they've forgotten that they've already yeah, been. Yeah. So it's really a shame, you yeah. know what I mean? I've got people turn up thinking it's 5 p.m. and it's actually 5 a.m. in the morning and yeah. checking on the door. On the door, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't me, that was drugs. That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that was me. <laughs> yeah. It's there all connected, was, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they were so spaced out, they thought it was 5 that at was night. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, I think that grace for your own life as a pastor, like actually recognizing its illness mm. and loving them in that, and that's difficult, right? When you're having a four hour conversation about the angel of death or mm. something like totally, like, yeah, yeah. means nothing or, yeah. you know, like, like, like it's kind of like the guys I've met who've been really ill and they're really fixated for flat earth, yeah. like the theory of that. Mm. And you're like, how does that change? anything in your life mm -hmm. even if it's true mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like it doesn't affect anything so mm -hmm. you kind of have to have that grace where you can endure with them for yeah. a wee bit yeah. uh, getting the gospel and i think what i've found really helpful is uh mark's gospel mm -hmm. short sharp, sharp quite clear like it's uh, you know it's not difficult to unpack and it focuses on jesus mm -hmm. second to that would be john john's gospel is I would say one of the best apologetics in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus meets every type of person, mm -hmm. uh, even people struggling with mental ill health. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So taking them through passages mm -hmm. like that and being slow. And getting to see there's people that battle in the Bible as well yeah. and that struggle. And sometimes we take them to Proverbs as well. And there's uh, that chapter, I think it's 30, isn't it? And the Solomon's basically describing an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's dizzy and he's walking around, he's blurry eyed, and, yeah. and it's like, look, all types of people in the Bible. Yeah. Even Sam 88 starts, I am in darkness, yeah. ends, I am in darkness. Darkness is my only friend. Yeah, like, and if that's not a perfect description of how someone feels when they're really depressed. Yeah. I'm alone, I'm isolated. That's the whole concept of darkness separation, isolation no way to see you know that's why the the bible's called in the psalms and proverbs a light to your feet 
and it's like that light's been removed. But the beauty in that psalm is, what does he do? He reminds himself of the character of God. And like, so what we use is like language like that, like, do you know this God that gives you hope when you're feeling low? Mm -hmm. You know, and stuff like that. And where's your hope in times of darkness? Yeah. And it's hard, tough questions, right? And like you said, sometimes, I think we were talking about this earlier, sometimes you're just listening. Yeah. You, you've got nothing to say to someone who's got mental health issues and they've gone through childhood abuse or struggles yeah. and they're telling you all these battles and woes that they've gone through and it's awful things you're mm -hmm. hearing and you want to give them some sort of solution. Yeah. There's none. Yeah. <laughs> you just, sometimes you're just listening and saying, you know what that's awful that you've yeah. gone through that <laughs> yeah i think it's equally challenging like so most of the resources i've read uh i think it's alan thomas or thomas allen wrote a book on mental health in the church and most of the stuff is addressing people in the church mm -hmm. but the challenge is how do you evangelize to people yeah. with mental health yeah. and that's, that's, what that's, that's what we're dealing with every yeah. day that's what we're battling with and that's scheme. a different question it's a different skill set and it's also a different kind of philosophy under gardening because ultimately you're dealing with lost dead people mm -hmm. as the bible describes yeah. it um, so uh, yeah I think, I think one of the other keys as well is a team that's what yeah. you're, you're trying to build a team because when you're the one person and you know as a male you want to minister to males in the main mm -hmm. and the men are coming to you it's hard dealing with the same person or a group of people every week you yeah. need someone that can offset like and speak to this guy in the team like for a little bit and it's just yeah. like then it's just a team of you yeah dealing yeah. with someone like it just yeah. helps ease the burden doesn't it of unbelievably course. so especially if they're spiritually mature they like they're gracious yes. loving and they kind of understand the yeah. context because like about two weeks ago i had one guy who's not doing too well right now starting to speak to me in the door and he's low mm. and another guy who comes manic and just literally starts speaking to me at the same time as this guy speaking to me not aware like you know what i mean so mm -hmm. literally you're having two conversations going on at the same time because yeah. they're both needing contact mm -hmm. right and you're like i can't you can't really drip the gospel mm -hmm. into that mm -hmm. so you have to kind of usher one away and you know yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it gets so complicated mm -hmm. i don't think there is like a silver bullet to that sort of, of stuff uh, but relational is key being present is key living in the community yeah mm -hmm. being aware that you know like that their illness does not define them. So you don't just see an ill person, you see a person. Mm -hmm. So it's not about how you manage them. Mm -hmm. So if it's a five minute conversation as a walk in a dog, mm -hmm. that's great. You know what I mean? But also they can swing wry. Mm -hmm. But if they're really unwell, it's a discernment issue of how much time do I throw yeah. in here? Yeah, yeah. And that's the challenge. That's well. the discernment. Yeah. Comes in. Now just, let's pan out from uh, Kinchin just to the rest of the Highlands. So mm. how many schemes do you think there are in the north like roughly are we talking yeah dozens I, are we talking well that's a really i i wouldn't i wouldn't actually know to even how to quantify mm -hmm. that right now there there are definitely hot spots hot if you spots. could put that oh, like you know the thing mm -hmm. is as you come out of the urban areas uh, more into the north and rural it, they become more blended so okay. that you can have a nice house next to a socialized house okay. you can have a guy who's like a joiner making 33k a year next to a guy who's just bread line all the way so it's harder to okay. Okay, quantify yeah. um, there's not a lot there's not a lot of church planting going up here no. revitalization no so at the moment there's yourself 
Yeah, so another guy, Pete Rennie. Pete Rennie. So I've been here three years now, and I know more church plants that have failed than have been established mm -hmm. in the north. Uh, and why a, is that? Why do you think that is? I think it's different skill set, different funding needs. I think uh, m most of the people go in as one-man ministry models and realize I need a team, but mm -hmm. no one's willing to move into, mm -hmm. you know, Timbuktu <laughs> no. in the back of, like, yeah, yeah. you know, there's more sheep than people. Yeah. To, yeah. So, like... So, it, from Edinburgh to Inverness, it's a four-hour drive at the moment with yeah. roadworks. Yeah. And then it's another three-hour drive up to Wick. Yeah. Is that right? So, yeah. it's just seven yeah. hours from... Yeah. Eight hours from Edinburgh to yeah. right to the north. So, yeah. you are right in this... Probably for American friends, they're like, oh, that's an easy drive. But for in Scotland, that's a, yeah. that's a long commute, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's massive. Like, you know, like our American brothers and sisters, they have the interstate, big long roads. Yes. Ours are like that. Windy. And it's, it's a very draining drive. Average speed cam as well. So you've got to yeah. do it slowly. You can't even, <laughs> yeah. not that we break the rules. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I think like if we're talking about the highlands in general, the, high, the spiritual temperature, we can say that, of the highlands is bleak. It's, it's quite cold. Mm -hmm. And that's not because there's not opportunities. It's yeah. because what's happening is as Christianity is shrinking, rural areas are getting hit yeah. the hardest. Yeah. Uh, and it, same with poor areas. Yeah. Like if you're pulling out of a place, it'll be poor rural first, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. your mindset is we'll go to where most people are. Yeah. And there's there's a logic in that, and yeah. we can't follow that. But then we're coming to this tipping point where the north is going to be relatively unchurched. Yeah. Um, and and generally, go? in the past, it would have been very churched. Is yeah, that right? yeah, yeah, very churched. I would say there'd be like a parish church for yeah. almost every community in the Highlands. Yeah. And as that's dying out, that's challenging. So you'd have funding issues, you'd have isolation issues probably, yeah. and then on top of that you have bleak midwinters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Game of Thrones, uh, <laughs> yeah, winter's coming. <laughs> which, which does add another mental pressure, doesn't it, if yeah, you're yeah. in the industry? Because it does affect, yeah. it affects you, but it does affect people in, in general. Yeah, yeah, the weather can be quite tough. And a kind of hibernation I think you talked about just people just go into hibernation in general, don't they? Just mm, they're yeah. not out and about anymore. Yeah, that's why, like, yeah. uh, I think having, you know, like, we, we often talk about challenges in church planning and, and venues as one, mm. right? Even more coming out of COVID now, okay, public buildings. See if you have it, we're very blessed that the Free North give us this hall yeah. because even in the winter months when people are running to get home because it's cold, it's wet out, if we've got the cafe on, they'll come, they'll congregate. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, which is great. Yeah. But if you don't have that in the north, where already it's really difficult, it, it's just so challenging. It, 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 yeah, the skill set is different. I think in the Scottish church, we need to move away from one-man ministry models and teams. I think we kind of need to train the next generation well into thinking not about how I make a really comfortable life for myself, and it's about getting this house to get this house to get my home mm -hmm. but actually would you think about or even working yourself from a scheme church I'm going to start the low but I'm going to aim for yeah. the big one at St Andrews or the big one in Dundee or the yeah. big one in Edinburgh or the big one in Glasgow yeah, I'm yeah. Going to work my way out. actually I'm going to say I'm going to be here in this scheme for the next 20, 30 years yeah. until I die yeah. yeah and if I ask that the danger is say I said that as a call from the church mm -hmm. the danger is people are going to then say I'm here because of Chris mm -hmm. And actually, the harder thing is, we're asking, is the Lord putting this on your heart mm. to give 10 years here? Yeah. Um, and oh, God will and see 
a church planted or maybe not yeah. that's the challenge that's right? the thing as well because yeah. it might fail yeah and in the highlands <laughs> statistically more likely to do you know mm-hmm. what i mean like we're doing okay, we're doing okay because we have 20 schemes as a support network we have our denomination the free church but see if you were an independent guy going in alone i think man that is so yeah. isolating mm-hmm. and pretty dangerous for you as a, mm-hmm. a young man in ministry mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i think that the further north you go you need networks yeah yeah you yeah. definitely do yeah. and so lord willing hopefully something's gonna happen in wick yeah that'll be great we're not, we're not sure exactly what yeah what's going to be happening there but hopefully that's going to be the next thing for 20, 20 yeah. schemes um in the north yeah i have a buddy buddy who's three hours away oh, yeah. it's close man it's close it's around the corner so we're looking to america this is our funding plea we want money for a helicopter <laughs> so i think that will really help our ministry yeah that'd be hilarious yeah careful get your own jet craft over get him in yeah um so highlands looking to to do something up here mm-hmm. lord willing and stuff so battles battles in merkins mm-hmm. battles in the highland how are you keeping yourself going yeah in all those battles and struggles yeah i think like <laughs> you know count your blessings name them one by one we are very blessed uh, let's be clear about that. Even in the poorest areas of Scotland, we're generally not poor globally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, that's the challenge. Uh, I think the challenge for me, and I've probably said this a few times, is uh, maintaining a gospel grace. Because see some of the things that come up, they're so petty, and you just mm-hmm. want to kind of name it and call it and be brutal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's not great. That's yeah, not yeah. winsome. So uh, battles for me is gospel grace in my own heart, applying it every day making sure your heart doesn't get bitter yeah against <laughs> crazy stuff you know what <laughs> i mean and pointless ultimately at the end mm-hmm. of the day but uh, you need to love people right mm-hmm. jesus loved people and i think that's key so that keeps if i can keep my eyes on christ yeah uh, uh, good not wife. in a legalistic way like a good wife know, as well like, yeah <laughs> picks me up the butt <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah no great partner in ministry mm-hmm. catherine like honestly uh, punching above my weight which is quite sizable but things like that you know like like seeing God move just in the small things Mm -hmm. so um someone you've been praying for and then you have a meeting with them and it's a good conversation yeah and it encourages you just these small because it's long term right that's what some people think like you know you've been in the area two and a half you you should launch now Mm -hmm. like time is a dictator on yeah. these things and it's not it's like how are you establishing yourself in the community you had a exciting know? sunday there you had 20 yeah at your gathering banging it's like Five a Keswick convention c4g <laughs> your heart out uh, but yes five people from the community came on and that you're like praise god but yeah that's not necessarily going to happen next sunday no, is it'll it? be six probably <laughs> And that's the up and down nature, isn't it? Of yeah. Ministry here, like you're gonna have five people come along from the community that you've ministered to for two years. Yeah, yeah. And then the next week they're not gonna come. Yeah. <laughs> and the yeah. next week you might have again the same, or it's just up and down, isn't it? Oh, totally. Like, that's the thing I was like saying to our church family last week was like, if we put all our eggs on Sunday, like guys are only gonna come. There's 52 weeks in the year, so say they come, 20 of those 
You know what I mean? That'd be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, revival's happening. That's when you write the prayer letter. Like, <laughs> yeah. prayer letter is, is ah, 20 people, yeah. come on, give me some money. Like. But if we put all our eggs in that basket, that's not a lot of time with people. Yeah. Whereas if we have personal invitations, if the team that are working together and yeah. just these small points of contact, instantly you're meeting those people more often, more regularly, mm-hmm. which then helps them be more consistent and coming to you. You're seeing probably 20 to 40 during the week. Yeah. In, evangelistic encounters and conversations they're just not here on a Sunday because that's not that's not their culture and that's not and they're not in a a settled routine anyway of yeah oh my alarm's set for Sunday Sunday I'm going to church (laughs) (laughs) great man it's like is it Sunday like I don't even know what day it is yeah (laughs) whereas I'm texting people on Sunday are you coming today you know (laughs) but it's like uh, yeah that's why I think again teams like uh, Christians who have moved into the yeah. area with that mindset because they're so invaluable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. even these wee things, I think the, the, one of the lies the devil gets us to believe is we're not having an impact, mm-hmm. right? We're not really meeting new people. But actually, it's not about that. It's about your ordinary life in the community because mm-hmm. God will provide the opportunities. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's that slow kind of boil from a group of people mm-hmm. uh, I think it's really super important so we're really thankful like again three years ago we started with four people we're up to 15 now as a like a launch group yeah. kid we have kids all these changes that are happening amazing uh, yeah. like you know yeah. that's the Lord that's yeah. uh, so that encourages you yeah, know yeah, in the yeah. hard times yeah. yeah but what we're saying is people listening in, we need people who want to come up north we need people who want to come and help out my kinch and other places that are solid gospel centered people not wacky people <laughs> he's got enough here i know i'm here <laughs> and also giving money towards the the work as well of what's, yeah. what's going on because it is small but it's exciting as well yeah and that's what the lord said it starts with mustard seeds doesn't it yeah. people who's willing to come in give their lives for the gospel yeah. And it's going to be slow growth. It's not going to be mega churches unless the revival kicks out. Yeah. And the Lord sends Spirit, sends His Spirit in an amazing way. But just a general gospel way is start small. Yeah. Small churches having a small impact in the community, but it's bigger. Yeah. <laughs> because of all the impact they're having. But we need people to to think about moving in, yeah. and coming alongside. And that's hard because you've got to give up your three, four bedroom, five bedroom house, maybe yeah. in a richer area to yeah. come to a poor area. With maybe oh. neighbor, neighbors, you know. Although yeah. your guys from down south, they had a three bedroom and they've moved up to a five bedroom, <laughs> bedroom now. Yeah. And it's yeah. the same price, or it's cheaper even. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Cheap houses. I think like, yeah, like, cause that's what we're talking about is long-term investment from people because one of the criticisms people can look at a scheme church and say, oh, you have an intern, you have a minister, you have this team. But what we don't have is elders, deacons, you know, the kind of the actual Mature good things believers. of it. Yeah, yeah, that take the weight off, uh, you know. So I think churches in tough areas need to kind of be bloated with staff yeah. as a hopefully God willing within a generation you raise up yeah. leaders. And then that staffing level drops it's off. Like the scaffolding, isn't it? You yeah. put the building, you put the scaffolding in place while you're trying to lay the foundations and yeah. do the work and then you take the scaffolding away as time goes on. But Yeah, so yeah. I think it's super important, you know, to have uh, people move into the schemes and just love the community, love the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of and you don't have to be from the scheme, you don't have to have a scheme background, you know, yeah. just willing to serve, yeah. come with a humble spirit. So what we were talking about last night, it doesn't matter if you're posh yeah. or not posh, 
the key is don't come as a snob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where you're like, I'm better than you because you're not better than anybody. Yeah. We're all sinners trying to reach other sinners from yeah. by the grace of God. Yeah. What are we? Beggars telling other beggars where to find bread. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not just like snobs. It's like it can be more subtle, like culture, bringing your culture from mm-hmm. the big church you've left and thinking it'll work here, mm-hmm. and actually it won't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like I think Bonhoeffer in his great book uh, Life Together talks about. You know, if we have the dream of a church, it can crush the reality of the church. So what you need to do if you're coming into an area is take time to learn the church. Get your expectations right down here. Yeah, yeah, keep it low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really low. <laughs> but self-awareness, isn't it? Yeah. Um, being aware of yourself, being aware of the culture you've come from, being aware you're in a different area and a different culture. Yeah. Um, and you, you would have brought good things, mm. but also you're bringing sinful things. Mm. And the culture you're coming to has good things because of mm. common grace. The culture coming to a simple thing. Yeah, yeah. If you come with that kind of mindset, you're gonna do okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In general, like yeah. the people will warm to you slowly, and yeah. you, you'll have an impact. But it's that that heart attitude, isn't it, that you, you yeah. come to? So we're gonna end there. But pray for these guys, um, and and keep them in your prayers, and think about um, the Highlands. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. What you can do, and whether you could come and help out yeah. for work here. And if you can't come. Give some money. <laughs> <laughs> For time to come. <laughs> <laughs> but come. But give money. <laughs>